For teenagers with developmental disabilities, transitioning into adulthood can be especially challenging. OHSU offers a program that helps people with special health needs increase their independence and autonomy. It's Tuesday, March 10th, and this is OHSU Week. I'm Lisa Carter. Tracy Lamb recently spoke with a mother and her daughter about OHSU's supported decision-making program and how it's transformed their lives. I'm here with Chuck Smith, a social worker and parent partner with the Family to Family Health Information Center in the OHSU Institute on Development and Disability, as well as Maria and her daughter Abriel. Also joining us is Margaret Myas, also a parent partner at the Family to Family Center, who will be helping us with interpreting today. Thank you all for being here. First question goes out to Chuck. Chuck, briefly describe how a patient might find their way to family training on supported decision making and who it helps. Well, at the Family to Family Center, we have a warm line and uh, people contact us for support and information for uh, parent empowerment. Uh, Being connected to OHSU, uh, the clinics are also aware of the support services we provide for families. This is designed for people uh, and families who are transitioning from uh, uh, adolescence to adulthood. So when children around 17, 18 years old uh, looking at independence, uh, this is a nice approach for helping uh, families of all um, uh, backgrounds to navigate. How do you make those decisions? Where do you have your independence and where do you still need support? Why is supported decision-making process so critical? Well, from a family development standpoint, it's really important because uh, transition from being a child in your family to becoming your own self as an adult is um, challenging at many times. Uh, We have different expectations. As a parent, I have different expectations for my children than what they may have for themselves. And uh, when we get to the age where we can legally make decisions for ourselves, uh, sometimes that can be a point of conflict. So uh, this is a good opportunity for people to sort out Uh, What will I be in control of and what will I need my family or other people's support in doing? So in families where uh, we have children with special health needs, uh, there's just more considerations to take into account. Uh, As a parent, I might be concerned about how well my child can take care of themselves, make decisions, uh, live independently. And those things are natural, but also uh, maybe more uh, intense because we might be concerned about our children. So. Chuck, how many families does Family to Family support each year? So the Families to Family Support uh, Information Center serves about 500 families. Uh, we provide uh, one-on-one uh, warm line support for people who call in. We do uh, trainings for groups uh, uh, in different parts of the state. Uh, and we also uh, have uh, community events and participate in uh, community activities so that people will know about uh, the availability of our services. So you cover all of Oregon? Yes, this is a uh, statewide service. I want to bring in Maria and Abriel. Maria and Abriel um, received some um, support from the Family to Family Health Information Center. So first of all, Maria, thank you so much for being here and sharing your story. Tell us a little bit about Abriel. Claro que sí. Abriel es una niña de 18 años. Ella tiene su diagnóstico de autismo. Ella tiene muchas deshabilidades en lenguaje tal vez si una persona la escucha no la podría entender ella no es tan segura para andar este en la calle no sabe cuidarse completamente no distingue eh, las cosas 
más bien las personas buenas y las personas malas. Y ella fue diagnosticada a la edad de tres años. Yo sí creo que las terapias funcionan porque mi hija se benefició muchísimo de las terapias físicas, ocupacionales y de lenguaje, que eso han hecho que ella tenga un gran nivel de autosuficiencia. Of course, Abril is 18 years old and she is diagnosed with autism. And she has uh, disabilities in several areas, including in language. Uh, she can be difficult for some people to understand. Uh, she can't really be alone outside of the house and has some challenges in taking care of herself. She was diagnosed at three years of age, uh, but I do believe that the therapies she received did a lot of good, physical therapy, speech therapy, occupational therapy, and we've seen really good results for her from those. Thank you. And Maria, why did you choose to engage with supported decision making? En número uno, recibí una lista de la escuela de mi hija donde venía un listado de todas las cosas que yo debería de hacer para la transición. Yo revisé cada uno y ninguno encajaba exactamente en las necesidades que ahora tenemos. Entonces, cuando vine a una cita aquí en el hospital, ellos me dijeron que había unas personas que me podían asesorar sobre la toma de decisiones con apoyo. Le dije que sí, que estaba interesada, que quería saber de qué hablaba, porque no quería ir a la corte, no quería hacer otras cosas más difíciles, porque mi hija de cierta forma puede tomar decisiones. Aunque en algunas necesita ayuda, pero ella es autosuficiente en algunos aspectos de su vida. Entonces, para mí, esta es la mejor forma que tengo de apoyarla. Hacer que ella tome sus decisiones con apoyo o apoyadas. Y para mí, este fue exactamente lo que yo necesitaba con mi hija. When Abril was preparing to transition from school, I got a list of things from her school of everything that I needed to do to go through that transition. But on this list, none of them really covered the needs that we had in reality for her. Then we had an appointment here at the hospital, and one of the providers uh, told us about supported decision making, and of course I wanted to know more. I wanted to avoid going to court or taking that more difficult path because we know that Abril can make decisions. In some areas, she is self-sufficient, and we want to recognize that. And I feel that this is really the best way to support her through this supported decision-making process. And this is exactly what we need to do to help her make her own decisions. Maria. If you and Abril hadn't gone through this process, what do you think might have happened? Primero, estaríamos totalmente perdidas en este campo, porque la transición para todos los padres es un proceso difícil, porque van a cambiar los servicios médicos, van a cambiar eh, la escuela, se va a terminar. Ella va a empezar a tomar decisiones de adultos. Entonces, para mí, hubiera estado completamente perdida sin una buena asesoría. 
we would have been totally lost without this process. The transition is very difficult. There's changes in doctors, changes in schools, and she will start to make, have to make decisions as adults. And I think we would be lost without this process. Great, thank you. My next question is to Abriel. Abriel, what are some of the things you learned through the supported decision-making process? Puedo elegir, pero necesito que mis padres lo aporten. I can make choices, but I need my parents' support. Wonderful. I'm, I'm glad to hear that. And this next question is for either Maria or, or Abriel. How has the program changed your life? Puedo planear el futuro haciendo una lista de mis necesidades. Now I can plan my future using a list of the things that I need. A mí me sugirieron una lista de las necesidades que mi hija iba a empezar a tener. Esa lista la escribí, la puse sobre nuestro refrigerador y habla de la salud, habla de, de la seguridad, habla de muchísimas cosas de la religión, qué hacer en cada parte que ella necesite ese apoyo. Para mí esa es una herramienta muy importante. They suggested to have a list of things that my daughter needs. We wrote it out and we have it on our refrigerator and it covers things like health, like safety, a whole list of things, even religion, and it lists out what to do in each of those things for my daughter. Great, thank you. And Chuck, I wanna bring you back into the conversation. You also have a personal connection to this program. Can you share a little bit of your story and how it helps your family? Yes, so I have a daughter who's 28, and at the time that she was uh, transitioning toward adulthood, uh, we didn't know about supported decision-making, so we are in a guardianship arrangement, uh, which uh, is expensive to get out of uh, and isn't very practical for us at this point in time. So this would have been great at the time to uh, figure out how she would be in charge of certain parts of her life and get supports where she uh, did need it. Uh, today, um, we kind of do supported decision-making on an ongoing basis. I was just on the phone with her about 15 minutes ago before we got here, and she was talking about her life and what she was gonna be doing and dating, things like that, <laughs> parts that she doesn't want my input on, and other parts uh, like uh, handling her finances where uh, I uh, gather the money and she determines how to spend it, and I make sure uh, she doesn't um, have so much that she uh, loses track of it. So. Um, those are two examples where uh, she wants help in her finances, uh, but not necessarily in her personal life. What can the OHSU community do to learn more about developmental disabilities and independent living? Well, fortunately, March is National Developmental Disabilities Awareness Month, so there'll be lots of uh, information and activities uh, going on throughout the month. Also on uh, March 19th, uh, the Grand Rounds will uh, includes Sharon Lewis, who has uh, many years of experience uh, at a policy and uh, implementation level around disabilities and has been a big champion of support decision making. Uh, and most importantly, she has lived experience as a parent of a child uh, with special needs uh, and bringing that perspective into the uh, discussion around services and policy. Before we go, is there anything else uh, either Chuck, Maria, or Abriel want to add? Para mí, 
el apoyo de familia a familia se me hace súper importante porque ellos lo ven desde el punto de vista de padres de familia con un hijo con una discapacidad. No lo ven ajeno, no lo ven lejos, saben el problema desde adentro y por eso proveen un apoyo muy importante a los padres que estamos pasando estas experiencias. For me, family to, family to family support is so important because they see these issues from the point of view of a parent of a child with a disability. So they know it from the inside, not as someone who's removed from this type of experience. They really know what we're going through from the point of view, point of, view of parents uh, with the same type of experience. Wonderful. Thank you. That is a, a great insight. So thank you so much, Chuck, Maria, Abriel, and Margaret, for taking the time to tell us about this wonderful program that helps people with developmental disabilities become more independent. I hope listeners out there will find time to attend the Grand Rounds on March 19th. Thank you again, everybody. Thank you. Thank you. Gracias. OHSU Week is a production of Strategic Communications. This episode was produced and edited by Tracy Lamb. I'm Lisa Carter. Thanks for listening.